Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Miller Lite, the presenting and official sponsor of our show. Joe, a heat wave has just hit Southern California. I'm talking record temperatures in the area. Record-breaking heat. Unprecedented heat. What is one great way to battle that heat with a nice, cold Miller Lite? And not even a nice, cold Miller Lite. Yesterday, I was drinking a nice, cold Miller Lite, and I had two more nice, cold Miller Lites pressed up against my neck. I was literally keeping myself cool with Miller Lights as I drank a Miller Lite. Because yesterday I filled my refrigerator. You saw it. You watched me do it. Put 30 Miller Lights into my refrigerator. Got them ice cold. I use them as ice packs. I use them to drink. This, Miller Lite is not just a presenting sponsor of this show. It's the presenting sponsor of this Joe. I, I mean, it, it's my fuel. It's my lifeblood, Andy. Miller Lite, great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However you and your friends are enjoying Miller time this summer, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports and find delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Once again, if you're going to get some Miller Lite, have it delivered, or check out the local grocery stores, it's MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports. Go to that URL now. Let's start the show. Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in lovely Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. Starting on time. Monday morning. Kicking off this week right. You excited? Oh, I had a great breakfast. Did you? Oh, yeah. You had the fuckboy scramble? It's, it's changed a little. Okay, talk to me about it. You just was that was that a cliffhanger episode? No. To be continued. The story of the fuckboy scramble adjustment. So, as I've said, Tug Coker filled up my fridge. Yeah. Like a true gentleman that he is, and left a hundred dollar gift card from Trader Joe's. He added some new elements that I thought, hey, this would be good for the fuckboy scramble. Some peppers. I didn't usually do peppers. Yeah. I mean, in a scramble. Little. Why not? The mini heirloom tomatoes. Sure. So these have all been added, and they've replaced the mushrooms. Ooh, okay. I'm not a big mushroom guy, personally. I mean, you've made me the fuckboy scramble, and it was delicious. But, I mean, if if I had to choose between peppers and tomatoes or mushrooms, I would go peppers and tomatoes all the time. A little color. Yeah, so we're going we're going uh, little yellow and green peppers right now, although I prefer red. I should have gotten the red peppers. But 
it's a little change. I'm, 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 a, little, a little summer vibes. Yeah. A little color. A little, you've been you've been in Walt's fresh garden, getting a little color vegetables in there. Oh, there's there's nothing like a fresh garden vegetable though. No, there's not. Because we had green peppers this summer, and you eat the oh my god, it's the best. So strong breakfast this morning. Well, I, I just well, yeah, did you have a hot green tea with it? I did. I had a hot green tea with it. I think if you eat a good, like healthy. Yet hearty breakfast, like I've been doing basically every day, minus maybe two days since I've been back. I've been back two weeks now. It's a great way to start your day. Yeah. Get up, make breakfast, make your bed, have coffee. Isn't that like the Jordan Peterson? Like, make your bed every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I wake up, I make my bed. Now, there's not much to make now. Yeah. We're, we're dealing with a massive a heat, heat wave. wave. Yeah. It's just put, put the sheet back in the right spot. I saw... Death Valley, it might be the highest recorded temperature ever, 130 degrees. Wow. Yeah, it is hot. It is. It is. Uh, this is, I mean, it's not the hottest I've ever felt it in, in L.A., but this this will be our peak for the year, for sure. Yeah, for the next week. Yeah. The water's not that warm, though. I looked at the lifeguard tower, still only 68. It's nice. It's a nice temp, though. Nice, but, you know, we probably yeah. get 70, 71, the warmest yeah. of the year. Which we'll get from this heat. Yeah. that's we'll, It'll jump up. But it's great when the water's in the high 60s and the air is cold. You go out there, and you, you, you know, when I surf, it's like being in the hot air and the cold water, it's like perfect. I have sting, you know, it's stingray season right now uh -huh. for us out here. and That's the warm water, too. I, I had a little stingray P PTSD the other day. When I went in, I went to the edge of Palisades in Malibu to the beach Friday. And as I was getting in the water, it's the first time I was like ever, I was like, I just do not want to get stung by a stingray yeah. today. It's amazing, knock on fake wood, that I have never gotten stung by a stingray here in all of my years. I can't believe that, I, as a surfer. Not even just as a surfer. Like, I used to teach surf, I mean, still do from time to time, teach surf lessons where I'm literally just standing in the whitewash for an hour. Move, walking around. Oh, that's like hours at a time of just walking in the shallows. Yeah. I cannot believe I've never gotten stung. I can't believe. It I know either. people just walk in for a minute into the water. Yeah, I know. Well, it looks like my my reds are getting stung by yeah. the, the COVID by stingray. The COVID? Where they have was it one one guy? One guy. Like this is what I don't understand. So one guy gets it. They cancel the rest of the series of the pirates. They were going to possibly do the doubleheader today to make up those two games because they both had the day off. They're pushing that back because they're saying there's delays. I still don't understand the delays. The delays in what? The testing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. Because the, the NBA has been using the spit saliva stuff. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you're looking at me like I have an answer for you. I have no idea. I just don't understand. So, like, one guy gets it. And they instantly have to stop. I guess. Uh, I guess it's just a matter of that. Now we have to test every single person, right? Every single person on the team, staff, whatever, because that guy's had contact. So I, I imagine that they're not rolling out their uh, their results to them. They're not like, okay, we're through this many, we're through this many. So I assume that they, you know, it takes a while to get the results for, you know, how many people do you think get, have to get tested after he, you know 
50 people minimum? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at 25 guys on the team, staff, trainers, clubbies, even even with the skeleton crew that a lot of these teams are working with. It's got to be 50 people. Sure. So. I've never seen a sports season. And maybe I'm wrong in this. I'd love to hear from people on this via YouTube or social media or Reddit. I've never seen a pro league have less hype or less people care about it. I Am I wrong? I see no one talking about baseball, minus occasional, like, Astros stuff. Uh, maybe I maybe it's just, you know, I have a different sort of Twitter feed built, but I see people talking about baseball, but it's it's certainly not with the excitement that of the, of a normal season. And it's certainly not on the level that we've seen from the NBA restart. Uh, it's certainly not even on the level of like, honestly, I don't even have, I don't even follow a lot of like golf people at all. You know, Kevin Power and Matt Chinella, like I follow two people and, and Tug occasionally and Bo Blaha occasionally. But like the amount of people that I saw even when that PGA championship was on that were, that either through some other, through a retweet or whatever, we're sharing golf stuff is above baseball. So baseball is definitely down. I see a lot of baseball stuff still, but I think it's, I think the gap between a normal year and this year is probably the greatest gap for baseball as opposed to, and the reason I brought up golf is I feel like, for example, golf was switched. Like I, I was seeing more of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing more. I feel, maybe I'm not seeing more NBA stuff, but like, I don't feel like it's fallen off a ton. I agree. I think the gap with baseball this year is so massive. And I've been watching basically every Reds game for the yeah. most part. It's not that I'm not watching. It's just I don't – again, you probably definitely follow more baseball guys than me, but I just think people don't give a shit. And it doesn't help, I think, that NBA is playing all day long. Yeah, which I think there's games on starting now. In about 10 minutes. Yeah. Games will start. Were we planning on having that on in the background just in case? I could put it on. Yeah, why not? You know me, though. Yeah. I get distracted easily. Yeah. Um, I I mean, this, the the COVID, I mean, when you, when you look at the NBA, not just in the fandom and all, but the bubble, like the NBA is for sure leading the charge in, in how to handle this whole thing. And, I mean, and NHL. we got to get yeah, NHL and, and, and the NHL. But, I mean, the NBA is playing games all day. Everybody's in a bubble. We, have, we haven't had anybody miss a game. We haven't had any, like, we, we certainly haven't had any games delayed because of this. Um, now we have the report that came out. The NBA and Yale, like, came together and are working on a, you know, less intrusive, cheaper COVID test. Well, I think they're already using it. Yeah, it's the it's the spit test. But I guess I I mean, the NBA spent money so that the research could be done so that their players could use this test. But now, it's going to help other people. Like there will be other, regular folks will be able to get this test for cheaper and less intrusive than they were. You know the the nasal swab which you got. Oh, it's the worst. And. Uh, the stick to sports crowds just don't know what to do. You love saying that. 
Because I, I, I just think it's it's such a ridiculous state that we live in where everybody wants sports to happen. Everybody. And, that, and there's these people who exist out there that are literally like accusing folks of not wanting. Like, let me ask you something. Why would the guy who runs the Big Ten not want football to happen? Why would he not want it to happen? It's his only job is to run the Big Ten athletics. Yeah. He doesn't want football to happen. They make the majority of their money playing football. He doesn't want it to happen. It's funny you say that. Even new article that came out in the Wall Street Journal with football not happening. More inside, like like insider information on the numbers, which proves your point. I, yeah. I agree. Like, guys, they want it to happen. They I, want it to happen. They're just not doing it for what they feel is safety. Yeah. And and there's there's so much. I mean, first of all, we live in such a litigious society, especially here in the United States. For every Justin Fields or whoever who's like making you sign a petition, there's one or two or three or ten people who, if their kid gets sick playing college football because if he can't skip the year, he loses eligibility, blah, 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 he's going to sue the shit out of somebody. Can you imagine be, being the, the guy who runs the Big Ten, playing your football season, having some guy get corona, survive, never have a sense of taste again, and just be like, I'm a 300-pound offensive lineman. Tasting food is the only thing I live for. I'm suing you for all of the money. So here's some quick numbers. How much would you sue for if, if, somebody, if you lost your sense of taste? I I'd, I'd sue for I'd sue for everything I'd sue for all the I I do I I calculate how much I spend on food every day and I triple it millions yeah if you lose your sense of taste what do you live for I was just gonna say why are you eating yeah just start you're just gonna be a protein shake and not three protein shakes a day guy and, and and is there anything better than smelling a girl like seriously yeah like you're lying next to a girl naked or you're kissing a girl I mean. You take away that. Whatever, Corona bro. You're a Corona bro. 99.8% of people survive, you Corona bro. It's the dumbest term I've ever heard. It's just it's just people that want to trigger people. The idea that somebody's in charge of these sports leagues and doesn't want to play. Well, uh, again, I think they could I do think they could probably find a way to play safely maybe. Sure. But there's a lot of risk, again, when it's not a professional league. And what's happening now with the colleges and the university presidents is that they're being forced to confront this term amateur, which anytime you see no one, if you follow any sports commentator or any sort of person in the media, and they're not mentioning it, they're, again, missing the point because... Everything that you see is like, well, we really can't force them to play because you're bringing up liability, which is so true. There's so much more liability when they're amateurs, yeah. in quotes. It's not their livelihood. Exactly. So there's a risk-reward with an NFL player, an NHL player, NBA player. It's different because it is their livelihood. But they want them to play. Listen to some of these numbers. Michigan, this is just Michigan last year, made $56 million from sports ticket sales 
primarily from football. They earned another $28 million from donations on premium seats on top of that. Again, mainly from football. So right there is $84 million in one year. Yeah. You think Michigan? Yeah, the idea that the Michigan president or athletic director is just lighting $85 million on fire because he's some sort of liberal <laughs> Biden supporter who is trying to prove Karen wrong is so fucking ludicrous that you have to be a brain-dead monkey to believe that. Yeah. And and this spells it out. This article does it. Like, it, every Pac-12 and Big Ten school, since those are the two conferences that have decided to cancel, it spells it out what they're going to lose. Like, Oregon, with just not playing football, just one sport, loses $50 million, guaranteed, of a $130 million budget. So that's a third of the entire athletic budget, more than a third, that's just slashed. Yep. These guys want to play. Yeah. The players want to play. The athletic directors want to play. The coaches want to play. The guys who run the conferences want to play. But again, they're amateurs. And there's liability. There's too much liability, and this is where it gets so convoluted. And not only just the smelling thing and... Oh, God forbid one guy dies. That's what I was going to say. That guy owns the Big Ten. That guy's family is is in. Yeah. You're just playing in the, in the Deborah and John Carmichael football conference because they own an entire conference of football because their son, who is 380 pounds and is on the verge of death just practicing in August at a, in 105 degree weather with no water already now he's now he's died now he's coronavirus how many times a year do we hear about some some football player dropping dead during summer practice just dropping dead it happens because and this is not a criticism of their health at all like the reason you become an elite lineman is because your quickness is just unheard of in relation to your weight. Like, you're a gigantic person, but you retain the speed and quickness of a smaller person. That's how you become an elite lineman. Yeah. That doesn't mean that those people are not at risk of dying on a football field when it's too goddamn hot. Or dying on a football field should they get corona. We, t- we always talk about like, oh, if you're a high risk, stay home. You're elderly, stay home during this. What if you're obese? Well, that's... What if you have a heart condition based on just your size alone? Well, that's actually considered a pre-condition... A pre No shit. Condition. So literally 35% to 40% of every single football team that walks the face of the earth has a pre-existing condition of being a fat, fat person? Yeah. Now... This I'm not saying that they don't have elite hand and f- foot speed that is they're quicker than me, but they are obese. Yeah. Yeah, like from a health standpoint, from a statistical standpoint, and the other thing obese. is, we want football. That that's the thing. I, I'm not. I. It's interesting seeing a lot of the sentiment saying people want to be proven right, which I, I do think people at this point, 
since this is in a way political, want to be proven right. And but that's the thing; it shouldn't be political, right? It, it shouldn't be. Just saying, like we want football to happen, but we totally understand it not happening because of liability doesn't make us Antifa. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent. If 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 they want to play, I'm down. Like cool, I'm gonna watch the games. But I'm just saying, I see from the vantage point of the universities, they're also looking at it long term. Like you're saying, if one guy dies, like it's just such a it's a PR nightmare. And and that and that's also you know it's a great example. Like college football is a microcosm of what's going on in our country and in the world in general. People are like, these lockdowns are unconstitutional. These masks are stomping on my freedom and blah, blah, blah. It's like one person, two people, five people in every state are making these decisions. Who wants to be the person responsible for that? How many deaths are you as a person, as a human being, just as Andy Ruther, as Joe Prano, as person out there, are you willing to have on your hands? Like if you get a letter and you say, my husband died because you decided it was time to reopen bars, restaurants, music venues. You got to live with that the rest of your life, and no one wants that responsibility. Which, look, at a certain point, you do have to open up. I also get that. I, I, I see, I try to see it from various angles. It's, it's just not that easy of an issue. It's not that easy of an issue to ask somebody to make that decision. And it's not that easy of an issue when you try to see it from various perspectives. Have I been very unhappy how it's been handled in California? A hundred percent. Have I been critical of the politicians? I also know it's a shitty position to be in. Exactly. How do you make that decision? How do you get how are you getting information from scientists who are being like, We have we don't care about the economy at all. That's not our job. We're scientists. Yeah. You want economists? Talk to economists. You want to know about whatever? Talk to them. But as scientists, we're saying this. How do you then go, I hear you, but I'm I'm doing the opposite. It's a very difficult position to be in. Yeah. And also, I understand from a economic perspective that people can't go hungry. People can't not pay their bills, rent, mortgage. Like it's. But that's why college football is not in that discussion sure because none of these guys are paying their rent mortgage or whatever by playing college football well well look oklahoma just returned the big 12 is playing nine players tested positive so lincoln riley sent those guys all back to their hometowns and nine came back positive so i don't know what that means for them the season's not supposed to start for a little over a month i don't know if they're gonna have to all quarantine but not a good sign, you know, as as this potential season starts and plays out. I'm, I'm going to pose a question to you, though. Do you think we finish or have some sort of college football season with those three conferences? Uh, I think that we will have – it seems to me like if they've gotten this far, that they're going to try to go for it. Do they finish? I don't know. Do we have uh, – you know, an MLB-like situation where games are getting canceled? Possibly. But I also feel like, you know, we've seen it from Dabo and we've seen it from, you know, these these douchey college coaches who have basically well, been, well, to, been, be, 
been profiting off of. To be honest, it's the SEC. It's it's Dabo. It's Ed Orgeron. Right. It's Nick Saban. But I'm saying all of these guys who, who they make a living profiting off of kids not getting paid to play sports and, you know, getting CTE and all that stuff. Like the money that the coaches make as compared to the players. And again, I want to repeat, as always, I am not in favor of college athletes getting paid. Uh, the, the idea that these guys would suddenly care is ludicrous. Like I just see Nick Saban being like, this guy's got COVID next man up. That's football. Yeah. You know, next man up, which if you're going to do it, do it. I don't see them finishing these seasons. I just, I don't. I could be wrong. I don't even know if there's going to be fans. There's right. re- there's really not much out there as far as how that's going to be handled. What is college football without? You talk about the fan experience. Yeah, you talk, you talk about as compared to the NFL. The tailgating. There's, there, the oh, my God. Fans are like an incalculable number more important to college football than they are to pro football, to basketball, to baseball, to the fan experience and the whole atmosphere on a college campus and the vibe on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning is so vital for that game. I just don't know how you have Michigan play in an empty 110,000 seat stadium. Yeah. You know, it's it's just different than the NFL. It's just different. Yeah. And I'm not saying the college experience I mean it's 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 a matter of it being your student body that's there. It's a matter of being your alumni that's there. I mean, you look at schools in the SEC. Take Old Miss, for example. Old Miss is more famous for the Grove. The Grove than it is their football success. 100%. Like how, when's the last time they were like good, good, competitive national championship contenders? Not my lifetime. I mean, they when Eli was there, they still. I don't know if they made a major bowl. They might have gotten yeah. nine and two. Yeah, they maybe made a major bowl, but I don't know if they made you know a a big five bowl. Yeah, it's true though. The experience. I've been to a lot of college football games, and to me, that's what. I actually would probably prefer the overall, I do actually, the overall college football experience I 100% prefer than the NFL Sunday. Just because, like you're saying, it's so set up for tailgating. I, I and, always and, say that. I, 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 I watch so little college football during the year on TV, but I'd say about once a year I go to a college football game because it's like, oh, it's fun. Yeah. You know? I mean, basically every year since, since we've been doing this show, we've done a uh, – you know, we've done a, a a UCLA game. We've done the Rose Bowl. We've done, you know, I've done Notre Dame SC a few times since I've been in LA. Like, it's it's an experience, and like you said, it's it's for the whole thing. Yeah, you you show up. I would say I show up ninety minutes earlier to a college football game than I do an NFL game. And in a way, the game is kind of just a yeah. bonus. Yeah, you're almost with college football. You're almost going for the scene. The you know, the drinking games, the cornhole, right. the grilling out. The bonus is, hey, we get to watch guys play football, too. Yeah. Because I don't know how many college football games I've been to where you roll into the game late because you're kicking back beers. Yeah. 
Printer, you're looking a little scruffy today, man. I know. Tell me about it. You know why? And I know what you're setting up here for. I have so many fantastic Harry's razors, but I'm out of Harry's shaving cream. Ooh. I don't know what I don't know how our 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 stash is doing over here, but uh, I, might, uh, I might have to go to the uh, go to the pharmacy for the first time in five years to get shaving cream because our boys at Harry's. I'll see what I got in the uh, in the Harry's vault. Because here's here's the, the fact of the matter, Andy. I'm not going down to the little corner store and getting some other brand shaving cream. I went down to the little market the other day. They didn't have Harry's. Yeah, you got to go to a you know a name brand place. It's not going to have it at the little Venice bodega. I'm not about to start shaving with some other shaving cream at this point. It's I, I've, I've come too far. Yeah. I've come too far. I feel you. I was just looking at the nice Harry's. They have a nice display at target. Nice guys. You, you save a lot of money and, and Joe's talking about how we've been with Harry's now for years. The best part is you save a lot of money. How much could you save in one year by switching to Harry's? Listen to this enough to buy 26 cups of coffee in New York city Enough for three deep dish pizza dinners in Chicago. Enough to pay six months of your Netflix subscription. All, all these great things you're going to save money on. So right now, get a Harry's trial set delivered right to your doorstep by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. And uh, the good part is 1% of proceeds from Harry's are even set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans. That's a fantastic like cause right there. Putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah, absolutely. Good for you guys, Harry's. Yeah. I love Harry's. Listeners of Dirty Sports, once again, can redeem their trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. He'll be done in a minute. You can't close that window today. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating stripper and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and also a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Once again, go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to start shaving and saving today. Yeah, man, it's just too hot. Okay. I think I'll be done in a minute. All right, that's fine with me. I feel like I know the you're more You're more concerned with that than I am normally. Uh, Yeah, I'm just like, it's when you don't have air conditioning. Not that you and I really need it. He's done. I've lived here so long. I know the routine. Oh, now he's now he switched to the chainsaw. I know the routine. He, he, he put the smaller nozzle on. <laughs> now he's now he's blowing the smaller particles. Yeah. <sighs> R.I.P. Pool volleyball. Is it done? Well, there was a big debate about playing, and I said I'm not playing. Because why? Because Corona? I think it's rude to the, to uh, everyone living here. In what regard? Because you're not supposed to be. Well, first of all, we're not supposed to have non non tenants in the pool. In the pool. Okay. And then to me, it's like I think it's as much as I like don't give a shit about this place anymore. I think it's disrespectful to the other residents to be using the pool. Like to be like to play pool volleyball to take up the majority of the pool space. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've done that in the past because I, I mean, I think these days I think with, it's different because of COVID. Yeah. There's more people in the pool. Like you can't just take over the whole pool. Yeah. I was like, not for, 
Not for the risk of scare of sh- of sharing it though. I mean, chlorine definitely kills that thing. Yeah, but it's more of like I said. It's well, it's also a heat wave. Tons of people in the pool. Although yesterday pool, was pretty dead in the pool area. Yeah. The NBA playoffs have started, Joe. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I am surprised that they're doing the NBA playoffs during the day like they are. You want me to turn this on? Yes, I do. Uh, I am. Uh, I am surprised that they're doing like the noon starts, and the 10 a.m. What is it? 10 a.m. start for uh, 10:30. 10:30 start for one of these games today. I'm surprised that they're doing that. I thought. I. I. I think it makes sense, and I think it was great for the. Uh, for the regular season, but I'm surprised that they're not waiting. I mean, I know a lot of us are all at home. Certainly, you and I are at home, but uh, I'm surprised that that they're doing these playoff games early. And, you know, the people who think coronavirus is a hoax can't wait to tell us that no one watched the Jazz Nuggets 10 a.m. start. Because people hate black people and black lives mattering. And stop forcing it on us. Stop forcing us to care about human rights. So it's just starting now. Yeah. The the Denver Nuggets are going with their old school. Would this be 70s or 80s jerseys? Uh, 90s even. I mean, it went, it went even into the 90s. Did it? Yeah, early 90s. I love it. I love the... Who do you like in this series? I like Denver. Um, I think I think the West is going to be wild. I think all of these series are going to be pretty good. But I like I like Denver. Um, Denver's just been too consistent, too good all year. I think that they have they are peaking not not peaking as a team, but like in the last couple years they they remind me of the uh, Braves of the NBA, like. They were great last year, and they were probably too young to be as good as they were. But as they keep maturing, yeah, they're just going to keep getting better um, because they have a lot of their guys locked up, and they have a lot of their guys locked up on decent deals. Um, I like Denver, but I think I think every series in the West is going to be exciting. I agree, Everyone, including the Lakers, including the Clippers. I wouldn't. I would not be shocked about the Western Conference if anything happened. Like if the Lakers lost to the Blazers. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, I'd be shocked. I would. I, would, I wouldn't be. be. I wouldn't be blown away. I would be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that happened." But yeah, I think the I think the bubble is an X factor. I think anything is possible. I, honestly, on both sides, but I think that there's a little bit more. Um, you know, I think the the Wild West is going to live up to its name. I think there's. More chance for uh, upsets in the West than there are in the East. Yeah. Although, again, I don't think anybody is safe at this point. I just, I'm just so excited. We're gonna do some live commentary during these games, right? Yeah, absolutely. On, on YouTube, there's, I can't wait. There's just so many games all day long. Michael Porter Jr. has really stepped it up in the bubble. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The bubble is a the bubble is a factor in every series for the playoffs from here to the end. Yeah, the bubble's a factor. There are guys that are playing completely differently in the bubble than they were outside of the bubble. And again, it's this small gym feel. Yeah, there are guys 
that forever in the history of basketball, there's always been guys who are like, and, and you hear these stories about people that were that are like insane practice players. It's not a matter of necessarily, oh, they don't they they don't play well in front of a crowd or they don't play well when it matters. It's like that small gym feel has been a factor in basketball for eternity. Yeah. And the bubble is being played in that. I just I, I just messaged our boy Andrew, uh, and I've told this to a couple people who reached out. I would go heavy on the overs. At least day one, day two, like first round of the series, I'd go heavy on the overs. Vegas will catch up pretty quick the same way they did with the overs in the regular season when the bubble started. But I think you're going to see some – I think we're going to see 130 points scored in a first-round playoff matchup. Yeah. That's unheard of in the past. Playoff basketball, defense gets tougher. I think you're going to see somebody score 130. Yeah, I agree. Well, the, the games in the leading up to the playoffs were. That's what I'm saying. And Vegas adjusted to that after a couple games. But I think Vegas has probably turned it down a little bit factoring in playoff defense, but I think it's going to be surprising. I think we're going to have a lot of high-scoring games. Well, the odds have changed with the eight games that they already played in the regular season in the bubble. The Lakers have fallen now for Vegas on favorites. They're now third. The Bucks are the leading candidates to win it all at 5-2. to two. Wow. The Clippers are 3-1. to one. The Lakers are 7-2. to two. Wow. Raptors are 10-1. to one. Rockets are 13-1. to one. Celtics are 17-1. to one. Nuggets are twenty four to one, and the Heat are thirty to one. Can you, sorry, can you go back down? Can you start like the third, fourth teams again? I want to get the, some of this. I want to figure out my value bet. Lakers are seven to two. Yep. Raptors are ten to one. I like that, but I don't love it. Rockets are thirteen to one. I like that, but I don't love it. Like, I if the Rockets were in the fifteen to twenty range, I'd be I'd be interested. Seventeen to one, Boston. I don't hate that. Nuggets are twenty four to one. I do like that. Like, I like the like. I'm lo- looking for value. Yeah. Who, who else? Who's after the Nuggets? The Heat at thirty. That's reckless. And then Denver's at forty nine to one. Denver? I thought you said the Nuggets already. Can you give me the Nuggets at twenty four? Who's twenty four to one? I'm oh, sorry, Mavericks. At twenty four to one. No, no, Mavericks are forty nine. Oh, I Nug- I I love the Mavericks at forty nine. Nuggets are twenty four to one. Just just value wise, like I might I might put twenty bucks on the on the Mavericks. Yeah. Just for fuck it. What if Luca loses his mind for three weeks? What are these guys doing when they're not playing games? Chilling, you know, fishing in the pond that they stock with fish, riding fucking Disney rides, I guess. Who knows? Well, you know you know they could bring in more people for the playoffs. Yeah. But the funny thing was no side chicks. Right. So basically, no chicks. Uh, uh, they made it. They specifically said no chicks you've never met before that you met on the internet. They're basically saying you can't bring Instagram hoes to the bubble. Meanwhile, Instagram hoes are like NBA playoffs are the fucking time of the year that we make. We do most of our business. This is the big fourth quarter for us. Yeah. Instagram hoes are spinning right now. You gotta love this. I mean, this this is all true. So the NBA negotiated these terms with the players. You're only allowed to have guests in the bubble for the playoffs who were deemed as holy or I'm sorry, you 
they preclude that you cannot have guest casual relationship, including this was written. I love this. This was written in the documents in quotes known by the player only through social media yeah. or an inter- intermediary. No Instagram hose. It's the no Instagram hose clause. Those without an established pre-existing personal and known relationship won't be allowed into the bubble because each uh, because each second round playoff team has been allocated 17 hotel rooms for guests. So once the second round even hits. Love it. Hey, Instagram host, you've been canceled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They're just spinning right now. What are they doing? They're like, God. I got. How do I make money this year? I can't con an NBA player into giving me cash so his his wife doesn't find out about me. I think I want to become an Instagram model. You should. I'm serious. Okay, you have to get into better shape. That's fine, but like, can, <laughs> that's can fine. I, can I be like a comedic Instagram model? Sure. Where I am in great shape, but I'm also doing ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Go for it. Get invited to the WNBA bubble for the second round of the playoffs. They don't want they, <laughs> they they don't want people like me. No, they want chicks. Hey, Andy. Not all WNBA players are lesbians. Canceled. Andy's been canceled. I think we've talked about this before, but I'd rather have my daughter be a stripper than an Instagram model. I don't know. At least she's like, what would you open about her? What would you choose? Well, I mean, look, I think there's a blurry line here. Instagram model is a very broad term, right? There are there are the girls who are Instagram models that are selling like coconut water and yoga pants, right? And then there's Instagram models who are just thirst traps for rich dudes thirst traps i i think i'd rather i think i'd rather my daughter be a coconut water selling instagram model than a stripper but i'd rather her be a stripper than an instagram prostitute dude i'll be honest if you're a woman out there like so many avenues I, it's true though if you if you're a woman in 2020 you don't even have to particularly be that attractive if you get an awesome shape which you can do at a very low cost. If you're a woman and you get in great shape, they, they don't even need to, they, they don't even need to be in that good shape. You could just be like kind of cute and into like some random thing. You're just like a you know you're like a a mid cute chick, and you're like, but I'm super into skateboarding. They're like, oh, she's the hot skateboarder chick. There are so many horny, thirsty dudes out there. Yeah. I mean, this isn't actually this would be a, I would love to know this. If you looked at Instagram as a whole, what percentage of let's say there's a billion I don't know if you use the term followers, billion people on Instagram. What percentage of those people are users, yeah. Users. Active users. Active users. That's a better way of putting it. Let's say there's a billion active users. It's probably more than that, but yeah, okay. I'm just tossing out a number. Sure. What percentage are following an Instagram model or what percentage of the post on Instagram model are likes of horny dudes or thirsty dudes oh. following Instagram models? Dude, just read any of the comments. Any of them. 
Yeah. I love you. All those like and I think the weirdest people in the world are the people who write a public comment. Uh, that's that's the great thing. That, that's the one thing that Twitter has uh, over everything else is like when a guy writes his horny post, like the um, the uh, the number of gifts and like horny the, the like your horniness is out of pocket memes that people get replied to is great. There is one. The other day, I saw Halle Berry put up a picture of her birthday for her birthday. She's like fifty four, never like never felt better. And some guy underneath is like, uh, he's like, I'm in love with you. I just I can't wait to lay you down and marry. And like two hundred people under this, like your horny like horniness meter. And like I love I love people getting called out on Twitter for their horniness. That's what it's I'm saying. Amazing. Like, but on Instagram, people just like you can't reply with the gif. Can't reply with the meme, and then also the fans only. Yeah, has now become only fans. Only fans. Yeah, I, I always fuck that up. Has become such a thing. Fans only. I don't know. You've got me fucked up now. I think it's only fans, right? Fans only. I don't know. Who fucking knows? Only fans. Maybe that's what I'll do. I bet you I can make a lot of money off gay dudes only fans account. I bet we both could. I mean, you told me the last episode we had guys talking about my. My package. Oh, uh, he's in here again today. <laughs> it just says, "It just says Joe with a giant heart." One of the comments. Yeah. Yes. Somebody just is sizing up your package. These are uh, the you know these these green shorts. Now I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable about. I it. love this shirt, by the way. Your chili shirt. It's so great. Well, a, a dirt ball sent sent yeah. you that and sent me one. I mean, they're awesome. Was it Zach? Uh, yeah, I think so. The uh, he sent me one that's the Mets logo. It says meats. Yeah. And the the Reds logo it says chili. It's Zach, awesome. Zach from Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we, we were contacted about an OnlyFans account for Dirty Sports. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not joking. And and what does that even mean? They're clearly messaging, God knows how many people. Yeah. Somebody emailed me. It was like, oh, you guys should create one for your podcast. And I'm like. And then what? We put up. Nudes of us. Nudes? I, I don't know. Hey, man. If we can make some dough. In these corona times, anything you can do. I mean, I'm assuming that people also use it for, like, co private content, right? Like. I don't know. Who knows? I feel like the OnlyFans is isn't isn't every single dirty sports account an OnlyFans? Do we have anybody following us that's not a fan? I mean, I almost wanted to respond. Well, we have Venmo, and people know our Venmo. Yeah, which is at Andy Ruther and at Joe Prano. Andy Dash Ruther. Andy Dash Ruther and at Joe Prano. Are you Andy Dash Ruther or Andrew Dash Ruther? Andy. Andy Dash Ruther and at Joe Prano on Venmo. I didn't even know you could change it. Can I was, you change it? Yeah, because I was Andrew forever. So then I just went to Andy. Because people, oh, nice. people would say, I can't find your Venmo. And I'm like, it's okay. Mine was just always Joe Prano. I never had a dash or nothing. I love it. Yeah. Finally got on one social media early enough to get at Joe Prano. You see Ja Morant had a broken thumb the last few I games. love Ja Morant. I mean, I think... I've been Ja Morant greater than Ja Rule. Yeah, I, I think I was on the Ja Morant train like 
relatively early saying I like I was like desperate to have him as a Nick. I would have taken him over Zion. I just think he is going to change that Memphis. I mean, year one, they're they're you know they're a bubble, they're on the bubble of making the playoffs. They're they're uh, you know they got in the play-in game. I love that dude. I well, he's a modern day NBA player. He's just he's just so athletic. He such a great passer. He is exciting. His teammates love him. He brings like a like he's outspoken. He brings a great passion. Uh, supposedly, he wanted to wear a fuck twelve jersey at one point, which is like I would have bought that. I would have bought that jersey in a heartbeat. I might fucking have it. I might have a custom made for me. Oh. He, his number is twelve, and f- fuck twelve. Fuck the police, basically. What what does the police have to do with twelve? I don't fucking know, but it's it's the fucking police, and he supposedly just wanted to, like, he wanted to put his top as fuck and then just wear his number. But the police are five zero. There's a lot of different. There's a lot of different things for police. I I forget what the twelve is, but it's definitely a police thing. I think that's a dig at Seattle fans. Why? Oh, the the twelfth man. No, there's that Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know, Seattle's a twelfth man too, right? And Texas A&M. Yeah. Right. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. I told you my thing would say I eat ass. Strong, strong play. It's not, you know, I, I'm a big fan. I, I've said it before of uh, education reform. More senior. That's a, that's a solid jersey. Education reform. Edu- education reform. More senior. But fuck twelve would have been banana land. I might have to get one. I might have to get a throwback Grizzlies fuck twelve jersey. But you look like an asshole wearing that. Okay. Any anybody? I'll just say like I think people that wear shirts with profanity on it, they're kind of assholes. I think you look like an asshole. Okay. Like that goes for anybody. What was the woman wearing on my flight from St. Louis to L.A.? I just was like. You literally just said you wanted one that said I eat ass. Yeah, I'm an asshole. Yeah, okay. Just so, just so we're all on the same page. Yeah, here. I'm an asshole. <sighs> but at least that one's kind of funny. I don't know. Like, like she was wearing a give zero fucks shirt. And I was like. Zero fucks given? Yeah. Give zero fucks. It's <laughs> the whitest shit I've ever heard. Give, give zero fucks, people. Man, this is what I'm. This is what I told you, man. You can't put a game on with me because yeah. of my like mind. I love it. I am so excited for NBA playoffs. I really am. You know what you need. You know what you need to make this uh, this NBA experience even better, Joe. What's that? A cold Miller Light, maybe. After the game. I think you're right. I think I do need a cold Miller Light to make this experience better. I know you've been drinking Miller Lights during the bubble. You're going to continue to drink them during the NBA playoff bubble. The, yeah, the official beer of our podcast. The official beer, the the presenting sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. They present this show, and as I said in our pre-roll, they present this Joe. I mean, it is the fuel that keeps Joe Prano running. I love it. We're we're experiencing a heat wave. It's hot. Nothing better during a heat wave than cracking open a nice ice cold beer. And Andy, read me the stats on the carbs and the calories, because here's the thing about Miller Lite. I drink. 
beers of different shapes and sizes. I like different styles of beer. But the thing about Miller Lite is you can drink a few of them yeah. and not feel bad about, oh, I put on this many calories, uh, this many carbs. Miller you know? Lite, great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However you and your friends are enjoying Miller time this summer, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. Per I got to say, a, a shout out to Miller Light. One of my favorite Miller Light commercials, and I, I won't say, I mean, it's their commercial, but I'll, there's one commercial where a guy brings a different, you know, sort of light, like a healthy beer to the counter. And the guy behind the counter goes, you know, Miller Lite's just got only two more calories, right? And the guy goes back, and he comes back with Miller Lite. It's like, it's so great. It's not a healthy beer. Like, they're not trying to market it like it's some sort of thing. But it's just a nice, light beer, low on calories, low on carbs. If you're going to sit and watch the NBA from 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., and you're going to drink beer the whole time, it's really reckless to drink anything besides Miller Lite. Well, and also, again, we have our own URL. If you can't leave the house right now because you're watching the NBA, but you if you're listening to this, you go, I'm watching the NBA, I'm listening to the Dirty Sports, I want Miller Lite, but I can't stop watching the NBA, go to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports. Have it delivered. Yeah. I mean, go to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports and just explore delivery options, where you can buy it in your neighborhood. Stop. Going around the whole town, looking in stores, where Miller Lite is. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports. It'll tell you where the Miller Lite is. Exactly. It's like a Miller Lite finder. Yeah. I love it so much. It gets me excited. I'm now excited. Like, I, I just want to wrap up the show so I can watch basketball all day and drink Miller Lite. MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports. <laughs> if you care about Joe Prano as a person, you'll go to that URL immediately. Let's talk a little NFL. Let's do it. What's going on in the NFL? Well, there's some big signings. We'll get to those first. Big tight end signings. Not signings as much as extensions. Yeah, a little George Kittle. A little George uh, Kittle, what was it, 75 mil a year for three years? And Travis Kelsey were the big ones that happened since our last episode. Uh, so the George Kittle deal is 75. I like the George Kittle deal. He's ba- He puts up wide receiver receiving numbers he's a he's a great blocker yeah and it's three years a total of six now right they extended him yeah but the th- but the three years of the big money at the end is like great yeah he gets 40 mil guaranteed it's awesome i love the george kill deal I and mean, what's the travis kelsey deal 57 mil for four more years totally reasonable as well yeah. I think, especially. You know, I'm surprised Travis Kelsey seems like a good dude, though. Uh, Ohio boy. You know, right after George Kittle signs a significantly larger deal for him to. But I think he knows where his bread is buttered, if you will. Got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Take your $57 million, be happy. Sure. Because Patrick Mahomes is definitely the kind of guy who will turn. And Kelsey was good with Alex Smith. Kelsey's, Kelsey's a good tight end. No sure. doubt about it. But I think they were like, look, man. Who's better? I think Kittle's better. Yeah. 
I think Kittle's better just from a from the you know dual threat standpoint. Like Kittle, I don't know who it was last year. Somebody called him out as like a weak blocker, and then it seemed like every week they went out of their way to show like a a Kittle pancake block. Like he's definitely a great blocker and a great pass catcher. Yeah, and m- way more so than Travis Kelsey. He's kind of one of the focal points of their offense. You know, Kelsey's a focal point of of the Chiefs' off, offense, but obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to spread the ball around, turn receivers, turn mediocre receivers into great receivers, which the great quarterbacks do. Yeah, do we, we're not sure if Jimmy Garoppolo is there yet. He certainly, I mean, no one's really at the Mahomes level, but I'm not sure Gar- Garoppolo is at that quarterback level where you know you turn nobodies into somebodies. Yeah, I think they're two good deals. And you just mentioned Alex Smith. He's officially been cleared to play. Well, he's been cleared to resume football activities. I mean, talk about an amazing story. I don't know if people fully realize. Yeah, I believe he had, what, 17 surgeries or something like that? He had 17 surgeries. That's crazy. I don't know if people realize. It wasn't just that he possibly could have his leg amputated. There was legitimate fear for his life. Yeah. Because it was so jacked up, his leg. 17 surgeries. Now, he's 36 years old. and I mean, it's making my knee hurt just thinking about it. The Redskins have Haskins. I'm sorry. The Washington football team yeah. has Haskins and Kyle Allen. So I don't know if they're going to keep Does him. Does Haskins have to change? He has skins in his name. Does he have to change his name as well? it's just now Dwayne Hask yeah Dwayne Has formerly the quarterback the quarterback formerly known as Haskins so I don't know if Alex Smith is actually going to play on their team but now if I'm him I don't want to play football ever again fuck no yeah I think it's such a great story. Seems like he does want to play football again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it's an inspiring story for anyone. So cool to come back from that. I've watched a lot of the videos. I mean, it's tough to look at some of those pictures of his leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gross. It's it's horrifying. But to bounce back from that. I just just the, the idea of seventeen surgeries is crazy. I mean, I had one surgery. I'm literally still recovering. I mean, yeah. yesterday. I was, I was moving. I was lifting some heavy stuff, and like today, I'm like I'm in f- serious pain again. Yeah, you know, and the idea of he wasn't that much earlier than me. Like, when did he get hurt? He missed all of last season. All of last season, they were he six. Got, they he were, got hurt at the end of the season before. Well, they were six and three when he got hurt. Right, because they were on target to make the playoffs, and that was the thing. They ended up just all these scrubs at quarterback. Right. That was two seasons ago, though. Two seasons yeah. ago. Correct. And I don't know. He still wears something on his leg. Yeah. Some compression sleeve pant looking thing. Because I don't know if you saw the Instagram. Like his wife threw a bit. They threw a big party. Yeah. Yeah. That now he's been cleared to play. I, I would. Be, I don't know. I would have too much PTSD to step on that field. Now he was he was a mobile athletic quarterback. Yeah. I'd be terrified. And again, he's just resuming football activities. That's different than being 
cleared to play tackle football. Yeah. Football activities mean running, throwing. Yeah. You know, doing all that stuff. I'm I who knows, but I I imagine at his recovery rate if he's cleared to play, if he's cleared to resume football activities, he's only a couple months away from being cleared to play football. Well, my recommendation for Alex is this. You're still healing your leg. You need to smoke some cushy dreams. See, I, I think if he had been smoking cushy dreams the whole time, safe to say 12 surgeries, 11, yeah. not 17. No. Cushy dreams specializes in extraordinary CBD-rich hemp flower, a.k.a. bud, and pre-roll CBD joints. Trust me, Alex, would have made you feel a lot better. Yeah. The CBD in that cushy dreams. It's cannabis that ships directly to you, and it's legal in all 50 states, Joe. I am well aware. If you're sick of using the vape pen or gummies and you want to smoke some CBD rolled as joints or you just get the flour, they'll ship it directly to your house, which I love. Uh, the pre-rolled joints, that's what I have. I love. I've, I've smoked the Relax, the Dream. I like to have a more mellow CBD experience, especially after I run. My foot is still jacked up, for real. I don't know. I, like I said, I probably need an MRI. That's why I've been. Uh, they they have the prepackaged eighths. I've been smoking little little bowls of the of the CBD, and it's heavy CBD. Like, it is. There's a lot of CBD in there. A lot of these other companies, a lot of these other ones that you get, it's like, oh, we've we've turned down the THC, and we've all and we just kept the CBD. These, these are CBD packed. Yeah. Bud, and I love it. So get you some Cushy Dreams. Go to CushyDreams.com. That's K-U-S-H-Y Dreams.com. And at checkout, use promo code DIRTY for 15% off your first order. Smoke your CBD. Once again, that's CushyDreams.com. Promo code DIRTY for 15% off your first order. My favorite story in the sports world lately has been this Seahawks player getting cut for trying trying to disguise his girlfriend. Yeah. She, and he tried to disguise her. It, it said what's funny, what I liked is it said that he tried to disguise her as a player. What does that even mean? Did he try to sneak his girlfriend in in shoulder pads and a helmet because maybe that's what set off some some alarms. It's like, "Hey, you're not at the field. Who is this person coming in looking like one of the little giants?" <laughs> Swimming in their shoulder pads. <laughs> well, the, is that the Terminator? The gif which I love is everyone's using from, uh, I don't know if it's Scary Movie 1 or 2, with Sean Wayans. Yeah. You know, because he's like gay, but he's not known gay. You've seen this, right? Yeah. Where he gets his girlfriend putting on... Shoulder pads and, yeah. and a helmet. I love it. Once again, dude, it just goes back to horniness, man. Yeah, horniness meter pinned to the right. Dudes, we ruin our lives. Men in general, like, it all goes back to sex. I mean, the horniness factor out of control on this guy just trying. But he's a rookie, right? Yeah. Wasn't he a rookie? Yeah. It's like, dude, how, how are you not just, like, keeping it between the lines the very first week? Of your very first training camp during coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Bro, your horniness meter is broken. I feel like, you know what, though? This needs to be talked about more. 
the the horniness factor is kind of maybe that's the problem with this whole COVID situation. You see it with guys going to nightclubs, horniness. They're ultimately trying to get laid. Yeah, guys going to casinos. Like I'm talking with the athletes. You see it with the bubble now. You see it with guys trying to sneak girls in. Like how many of these COVID-related issues at the center of it has to do with dudes trying to get laid. And that's why it's just hilarious. Again, the college football, we go back to the college football argument. When are you more horny than when you're in college? Like the idea of playing college football and having rosters of like, I think there's like 100 guys on the roster, not all of them dressed, but there's like 100 dudes. Yeah. What percentage of 100 college dudes are going to be able to make it through seasons without the Hornets. I mean, this is one guy on a 50-man NFL roster, his livelihood on the line. He's now out of a job, fired, horny. <laughs> it's so true. And I and I, I believe in this, by the way. I believe in a, a lot of different like aspects and of psychology, and that was kind of Freud's thing, if you follow any of Freud. Now, I'm not saying it's the only... Freud's thing was kind of like satisfaction is the ultimate need that we strive for as humans. And I'm not saying it's not. It's only that, because I don't think it is. But I think that that need and that want for men, even subconsciously, is so... And Because that guy's probably like, why am I even playing football and making money? If I can't get late, what's the point of all this? Yeah. So my dad can have a, you know, a trophy on his wall. Yeah. It's like fuck that, dad. But that's what I'm saying. We all want to make money. We all want to have nice clothes, nice cars, whatever. Ultimately, it's to impress somebody, to get laid. Like I believe that. I firm- cer- certainly of guys of a, of a certain age. You know what I mean? But even of our age, I I, I think. It's not even a blatant thing. I think it's a subconscious thing. You want those things to impress somebody to have sex. It, it's not even an overt thing that you're consciously thinking about. And I think that's what we're seeing in all this stuff. I mean, there's been some crazy ways around. Have you seen the mas- the massage therapist in the bubble? Have you heard about this? No. So apparently the massage therapist in the bubble. Of the NBA. Of the NBA. Yeah. I think the players had some sort of say in that. They're all like tense. <laughs> but like they're finding ways around it. Yeah. Like, like you know the, a lot of good massage therapists are like, they're either men or just like bulky Russian women. No. I, I got it. I, uh, you know, people feel free to reply however you want. I am totally okay when I go to get a massage when they're like, it's a guy. I'm like, I just want the best person yeah. here. I'm here for a massage. Okay, yeah. If it's a dude, it's a dude. Whatever. Like, my physical therapist that I'm working with, Cooper, he's a dude. Gives me gives me knee massages. I'm totally fine with it. Like, give me the best massage I can get. Now, I prefer a woman. I, I've, I, I just I, don't want some dainty woman. Like, you better be able to give me a good massage. I feel it. Now, I've had massages from men. I definitely prefer women. What I miss is that massage place across the street from me where they would literally kill you. You'd walk on your back. 
Oh, I love that. The, the Chinese ladies across the street. Yeah. It was pretty shady, by the way. It was there forever. Yeah, it was it o- still open at midnight. It just said massage. Yeah. Now I've never got a, I never got a happy the blinking end. open sign at late at night in Venice. I don't know. I never got a happy ending. Yeah. Um, but it was cheap. They didn't speak a word of English, which I liked, and it was, <laughs> which I liked. And it was it was deep and intense. But yeah, that's what's going on in the bubble. But it does. It goes back to all this, man. Like, dudes are just so horny that oh there you go they're letting it ruin their careers you want the full experience. I'm horny for the NBA to move a light you want the full experience that's a nice double clutch dunk god the NBA it's fantastic I mean we haven't even really talked about Jokic just I love these guys that just transform their body like during quarantine, let's talk about just let's. You brought up Jokic. Let me just. I I know I know I've beaten this like a dead bush. I mean, Jokic is playing at as high a level as anybody in the league right now. Would you say? Like, I mean, he's he's dominating this game so far. Yeah. Jokic. Giannis. Luca. It's all foreign dudes. Perzingis. We're talking about four. I mean, that's just a couple of them. Embiid. Five of the five of the premier players. In the can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine still being a person who's saying that '90s basketball was better than this? Can you imagine it? I'm just so embarrassed for those people at this point. I'm so embarrassed for those people. I had uh, I had one of the dirt balls reach out to me because, and not the podcast that you're going to be thinking, but that one of the one of the co-hosts of another sports podcast that we have done things with. I think I know. Is a '90s basketball stand. I mean, I'm just saying three of the major LA-based sports podcasts. Two of them are heavily rostered with guys who believe that the 90s is the peak of the NBA. In case you were wondering which podcast should be at the top of your L.A. comedians-based sports podcast list, the Dirty Sports is the only one that doesn't have 90s basketball stands on staff. That's sports gambling? Yeah, so. <laughs> and then of course he got punch drunk. It's it's just a look. I love it's the worst. It's honestly the worst take. Well, look, I I loved the '90s during the time. It was fun to watch, like, and I still can enjoy reminiscing and going back. But but it is it's a proven thing at this point that '90s basketball wasn't just not the best time, arguably the worst. Overexpansion, a lack of foreign players, letting every high school player that seemed like they were possibly ever going to be a professional basketball player into the league, even though a very small number of them worked out. For every Kobe and KG and T-Mac, there's guys who just washed out 
and like embarrass themselves at the NBA level. I think it was more of early 2000s, though. The Darius Miles, the Kwame Browns. I'm, yeah, but I'm saying that that whole era, the, the late 90s, the early 2000s, the overexpansion, no foreign players, high schoolers that didn't belong. The foreign players have been a game changer. Dude, well, look at the, what we're talking about. The of the of the best ten NBA players, how many of them are foreign? You think four? The ten best? Yeah, the top ten players in the NBA right now. Luca's in there. Giannis is in there. That's two. So you have two. I Jokic isn't a top ten NBA player. He's right. I mean, if not, he's on the verge. KP's probably is. I would say not a top ten player. No, but. Because if you're going to go top 10... If you're going to go top... KP's probably a top 20 NBA player. Because if you're going to go top 10, let's add the non-foreign. You have LeBron, Harden. Anthony Davis, Kawhi. Anthony Davis, Kawhi. So you got four right there. So we're at six. Where are you putting Westbrook? Not in the top 10, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the foreign guys can play, and they're fun. I mean, imagine Giannis when he gets a jump shot. Good good luck. Because he's going he's gonna to win the How can Giannis not win the MVP? His number's even better this year. Yeah. He's going to win back-to-back MVPs, and he might win Defensive Player of the Year. And by the way, good luck with Giannis and Luka. Good luck to Americans winning MVPs for how long? The next decade? Luca's in his second year? <laughs> yeah, dog. Second year. He's 20. 21, something like that. Good luck. Rudy Gobert? Yeah. I mean, it's real. I forget which NBA draft it was. Was it two drafts ago where the majority of the first round were non-Americans taken? Yeah. Just imagine. Imagine when the when the the single foreigner in the NBA was Rick Smiths and arguing that that was Rick the, Smith and arguing that that was the best Vladi era. Of the, yeah, good players, by the way. They were good, great players. But it Rick, is Rick Smiths didn't get a single MVP vote in his career. It is funny looking at the foreign players from the nineties. It's all just big, tall guys who they were like, you, you, you can't teach, you can't teach seven foot, basically. And then the Detlefs and the Tony Ku coaches and the whatever; those are the guys that were the blueprint for yeah, thirty dudes in the NBA now. Draws and Hetty not tragically died. Yeah, it was on a good. But the shooter that I mean, and and that is what we got from the the European influx. We got a little bit of softness. We got a little bit of flopping. But we got everybody has a jump shot. Sure. Everybody. And that translates to guys, American players, having to adjust their game. And then now they, those big guys. I mean, you look at a guy like Brooke Lopez. He's had to, he's had to add that sure. as part of his game. He wasn't shooting three-pointers. No. I, I, would, I would predict... That Brooke Lopez has shot more three pointers this year, and and at the very least this year and last year than every other single season of his career combined. 
I'd agree. I bet that's probably pretty close. Yeah, it's just so important. What's crazy about the European players to me is they, it doesn't always look smooth, but it works, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Like, Ginobili, to me, was never fluid and smooth. Eh. Did you think he was? Yeah, but in his own kind of way. He he was also like, he, he had a little bit of a wrecking ball kind of approach, but... I mean, one of one of the early Euro steppers. Yeah. You know? And what's interesting, a lot of these guys come from shit situations as well in poor countries. Yeah. So, like, you think of the American NBA player, you think of somebody who grew up with a rough upbringing, came from bad circumstances. I think it's very similar to these guys. Like, dude, if you ain't playing in the NBA and you're from one of these war-torn, like, Serbia, Yugoslavia countries... Like that's what you can do to get out. I love I love this this Nuggets look. Yeah. Well, we don't have really any calls that I want to get to today, but we do have a hotline 310-359-8365. If you guys want to share any of your thoughts, give the hotline a ring, and we'll wrap it up. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. Joe has an Instagram and Twitter as well. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Joe Prano on Venmo, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Yeah, follow me. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Go to DirtySports.com or go to MillerLight.com forward slash Dirty Sports. Use all our sponsors. Use all our promo codes. It's all in the description. Do all our things. Bet the overs on some basketball games. Perfect. That's my advice. So this is me giving back to you. Bet the overs. And we will set up some live YouTube broadcasts. Yeah. What what series are you most interested in watching of these first round? That Lakers Portland series is that you is that where you're on that? You're on that tip. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a really good series. I also like. I, I'm I'm kind of bonering out for Dallas. Clippers Mavericks too. I'm yeah, like, Chris Wilde's gonna hate to hear this, and he's not gonna want me on his live clipcasts. But I'm I'm a huge Mavericks fan right now. I just I, the Clippers are too deep. But anything, it's the bubble. Anything is possible. Yeah, those are the two the two L A series I like to and also OKC Houston. Yeah, basically nothing against the East, just the West. I mean, how's Quinn Schneider handling no cocaine in the bubble? <laughs> you can just are we sure that there's no cocaine in the bubble? I mean, it is Florida. True. How, how many places on the Disney campus do you think cocaine has been stashed in the past and forgotten about? Ooh, it's a good question. You dressing up like uh, Chip and Dale and working like 12 hours in some Florida heat without a little blow in your system? There's cocaine on that campus. Yeah, I agree. You ever seen how you ever seen how perky the, the Disney princesses are? Yeah, it's true. You got to wear like a seven-layer Alice in Wonderland dress out in the Florida summer. You're just happy all day. Chicks on below. Yeah. I think Quinn, Quinn Snyder's got a hook up. Why am I, like, attracted to that? That's really weird. What? A coked-out Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's getting me horny. Horniness meter. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you're talking about a coked-out, like, Jasmine. I'm like... Can we can we do something about the horniness meter uh, as our title? 
You're always looking. You're always asking me the second I leave. Uh, I think about a title. I almost never give you one. I think we got to do something with horniness meter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true, though. We'd we'd always say in school we'd say, uh, "You get me fired up in my pants." This is this is the Miller Lite commercial I was talking about. Yeah, it's a great commercial. I love this commercial. It's a great commercial. With the uh, what's the guy from Hamilton? That little knockoff Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> a little. They have a little budget. Yeah. If you blur your eyes, it looks like him behind the counter. Now I'm horny just from talking about how easily dudes get horny. <laughs> Bro, you need to. Horniness meter, 1,000. I need to end this episode. Guys, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Try to keep that horniness meter in I'm check. I'm horny for the NBA. <laughs> My horniness meter is out of control for this Nuggets game. <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday. Stay smart. Stay safe. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>